0: welcome to a hilarious and informative show hosted by mitch adams of wrestle royalty the worlds of comic book related media and pro wrestling intersect in various ways both tell stories while everyone involved wears tight colorful outfits that would make circus
1: performers blush ladies and gentlemen WrestleRoyalty.com
0: and Harley Quinn Games on Facebook. proudly present Storytelling in Spandex. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Storytelling in Spandex. I'm your host, Mitchell Adams. Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, we know we haven't done a video in a very long time, but you know, just finances, pandemic, you know the ching. But uh, you know, this is a very special episode that we're doing. Hopefully we'll be back to doing seasons soon, but you know, I digress, pandemic, blah, blah, blah. But we've got a very special episode for you today. I'm joined by none other than wow women of wrestling, colour commentator, extraordinaire, my old mate Stephen Dickey. How's it going?
1: Doing terrific, Mitchell. Thank you for having me. Uh, it feels good to be back and uh, I, obviously not just participating in storytelling with Spandex, but great to be listening again.
0: Awesome. And we have a lot to talk about today. Holy do. Sure do. We're talking about the, some call it comparable to AOL Time Warner at the minute. We're talking about the Warner Brothers Discovery merger and what it means for DC Comics properties, HBO Max, and obviously All Elite Wrestling and their TV deal. And the biggest, probably the biggest bit of news out of all of this that's come out so far is the cancellation of the $90 million dollar Batgirl movie, starring Leslie Grace as the titular Batgirl Barbara Gordon, and Brendan Fraser was set to play Firefly. I was really looking forward to that. We have Michael Keaton returning as uh, Batman '89. Uh, we're calling it '89 because I believe that's his place in the DC multiverse, so we'll just call it Batman '89. But you know, obviously, just what? What on earth is your take from it? Let's just get straight into it.
1: Uh, I, like you said, like we were talking about before the show, I I feel like, I I didn't think this was going to go as as rocky as it has so far. I figured it was just going to be a standard corporate merger. We would probably notice very little, if anything. And then, yeah, out of nowhere with this news about the Batgirl cancellation, like you said, $90 million, how do you, you know, obviously it was, you know, this was in motion before the merger, but how do you just take a look at a $90 million movie that, where money was spent and lives were affected and time was put into this and just say, ah, no, it, no, we're not doing it.
0: It's just mental. And they're saying they're going to try to get a tax write-off of it. You were going to get a That's tax write-off I, I, I of it. I
1: was so infuriated when I saw that. Like, they're just going to write it off on their taxes.
0: Like you would, They would have gotten that anyway with if they just put it on HBO Max or if it didn't make money in the box office, which I think it could have. So it's just – right. I mean, how many
1: people would have lined up for, you know, Michael Keaton, you know, Batman 89 all over again, alone, just for that, let alone Brendan Fraser, the Batgirl property alone. I mean, it just, it like, it felt like it was poised to at least make some money.
0: Exactly. And, you know, in the terms of blockbusters, 90 million ain't that much, you know, to to you and me, that's, you know, more money than we'll ever see in our lives, But, 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 you know, when, but when they've spent, Rumoured two hundred and fifty million dollars on the flash, and that's not even including marketing. I mean, come oh on, my give me a break. And, and they've got a, their
1: hands full with just some other stuff there
0: too. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, go, through <laughs> we'll go through that as, as well. But you know, obviously, obviously there was that. Um, but obviously, that whole Q two presentation, their second quarter uh, presentation to stock stockholders, that upset everybody because the language they were using was. It was 1950s. I mean, when they said, oh, yeah. okay, we're going to merge HBO Max and Discovery Plus. And they said, oh, oh HBO Max is male skewed, home of fandoms. Discovery Plus is female skewed, home of dims." I'm thinking, no woman I know is going to pick Dr. Pimple Popper MD on Discovery Plus over something like uh, Harley Quinn or Rap-ish or Pretty Little Liar's Original Sin, or And Just Like That, and the countless number of shows on HBO Max that cater towards women. And to mention the idea that, you know, women aren't part of fandoms, that women aren't DC fans. I mean, what are they thinking? And obviously they got trashed for it.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, and rightfully so. They deserve to get trashed for it because you're right, it it was very 1950s, you know, I, I felt like I was watching the first episode of WandaVision all over again with the old-fashioned <laughs> values that we were that we were seeing there. But it, it's 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 bizarre to me that, like you said, they they that they literally use the words male skewed and female skewed in relation to HBO Max and Discovery Plus, because I mean, you like you said, you know, there are plenty of women who are going to flip over and watch a lot of the programs on HBO Max. It's not like you know what are they going to do, ask for a gender when you log in? You know, they they can't block, you know, women from watching HBO Max. They can't block men from watching Discovery+. Plus. It's so, it seems so foolharded. And and like you said, ridiculously old fashioned that they would think that this is a, a correct approach to take to anything right now, especially after the backlash that they've been receiving so far. Like from the early going, they've just been, they've been making one unpopular decision after another. You think somewhere they would, somebody would have the awareness to say, yeah, this isn't really going so well.
0: Yeah. I mean, from the beginning, you know, with the stuff they're doing at the CW, I mean, cancelling legends of tomorrow, one of my absolute favorite shows. And, you know, I'm, I, I full, full disclosure. I am deep in that campaign. I, you know, I, I helped organize the banners. I helped organize the billboards. I have no, I, no, so I'm very proud to say I'm deep involved in that campaign. And right. Yeah. I
1: mean, obviously you had a little bit of a bias, but still regardless, like that is, that is a massive cancellation there. And for what, you know, it seemed like it was something that still had some mileage left in
0: it. It had one more season left in it for sure. That, I think that's what sure. they were planning too. I mean, because we've, you know, my you know, campaign group have spoken to the showrunner of that show and they and the, the plan was one or two more seasons to finish the story, just like the Flush has. The Flush has had nine. So it's just yep. absolutely mental to me. And uh, it's just so, so bizarre in the sense of, uh, they're not just canceled obviously Legions of Tomorrow, but they've gotten rid of scripted television, a uh, scripted content on the networks that they own. And I'm thinking, yeah, really? I mean, well, why not just merge the networks? Okay. You've got, you've got three, you turn the networks. They so just merge them into one or something. I mean, it's just,
1: yeah. And yeah, I agree. I think it would make sense to me. Like, cause what was it? A couple, it was just about a year ago anyway, that, uh, that uh, they announced that TBS i think it was just TBS it may have been TBS and TNT that we weren't going to have any original programming anymore like they they you know they used to have original programming but it was i think it was what a year or two ago that they said that they're just going to completely end that so after that once you know once Warner Brothers and Discovery merged you know like you brought up the the idea of combining some of the networks or consolidating something it, it didn't seem to be the sensible move but at the same time you know, we haven't seen anything sensible from them thus far. It, it, again, everything's just been kind of puzzling and mind-boggling, and it's hard to tell where they're going to go from here.
0: Yeah, and, and the stuff they are still producing is is, is 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 crazy. I mean, the Gotham Knights TV show, you replace Legends of Tomorrow with Gotham Knights. I mean, I think pretty much from we've seen of the first trailer, that's not going to get past the pilot. I mean, no one is watching that, and for good reason. And, you you know... And the thing of it is, we've been told at some you no, know, obviously some things are getting written off tax reasons. I don't think you can do that with a lot of shows like Legends because the actors still had like a year or so left on their on their deals. At least that's what we've been told. So in, my, in, in, our, in our campaign group, so it's so you're spending money there anyway. You know, it's it's, it's just absolutely bizarre choice on their part.
1: It, it is, and you know, but. Oddly enough, it, it, to me, the it's not unprecedented because the first thing I thought about when you mentioned that the actors still have time on their contracts is, uh, I mean, Netflix has been doing this all the time. I mean, hell, they just did it with that, uh, the vampire show they just canceled. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they've done it with shows that I've loved and other people have loved. Like uh, what the uh, uh, one show I love was, uh, I'm not okay with this supposed to have, you know, a couple seasons and stuff like that. But um, yeah, actors still had time on their deals. Um, and they just, I mean, Netflix just axed it and they do this all the time. So I don't know, maybe the people at Warner brothers and discovery know something that we don't know of a way to you know get out of these deals. But I mean, those actors need paid. Those actors need their money. We've seen what happens when actors don't get paid.
0: You know, know they
1: take action and that action is not cheap. It's, it's, you know, even a settlement is going to be highly expensive
0: for some. Exactly, like exactly. And it's, it's against saying rules anyway. I think so. They, 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 if, if there's any contract, uh, skullduggery, the SAG would get involved, and then there'll be m- m- another big hit. And, 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 and you know, and it, it's funny you mentioned Netflix uh, canceling doing this thing all the time. Well, right. it might, that might be one of the reasons why their stock price dropped from three hundred
1: and fifty to two hundred. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're feeling the pain probably, of it finally.
0: Yeah, they're probably paying out a lot of actors' contracts to cancel those shows.
1: <laughs> Right. I mean, they have to be. I mean, there's there's no other way. It's like there's got to be some type of buyout deal, even if it's not for the full amount. There's got to be some type of, you know, a financial agreement that's being made to get these actors out of these deals so they can move on and proceed to other projects. But at the same time, you know, get their end of the deal and get some fulfillment out of the already established properties that Netflix and and now Warner Brothers and Discovery have decided to axe, you know, like we're talking about with Batgirl. It was ninety million dollars. How much of that alone was just actor salaries that they still had to pay, and mm-hmm. and crew, and production, and just all of the little things that go into that. You know, it's it's you know, I, I not to you know, not to belabor the point, but it's like you know, I've I've been a part of you know several productions at this point over the ten years I've been in you know with with Wow and you know those productions aren't cheap there's so many things that go into it there's so many people that go into it and all of those people need to be paid all of those resources all of, all of those things and you know uh, involve money and, and need money and where is that money coming from I mean, like we said where there's tax write offs but that can't accommodate for everything there's got to be some losses happening here somewhere
0: exactly and then, and that's exactly why Warner Brothers discovery price, price dropped there was like at at 18 the day before the Q2 when it dropped to 1450 So so you know, even it's not just creative people, it's not just fans, it's money people weren't happy too. And, you know, and, and, you know, and to another another larger point, obviously, not just about, you know, legends and Batgirl and, and even the Netflix show you mentioned, a lot of the shows Warner Brothers Discovery has been canceling have all pretty much featured people of color, LGBT representation heavily. So that's not a good look at all. I'm sure. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's an intentional thing on their part because I don't think they're that stupid to get away with it in 2022. But I think they're just so ignorant and so dumb. They're just, you know, I, I'm, you know, some people have argued the whole, you know, the the sex the sexist um a uh, a uh, 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 fandom in general thing. They Genre Redem thing they did with HBO Max and, and, and Discovery Plus and the Q2 and the Xing of these shows, that they're all apparently data-driven, that they looked at the data and said, nah, these aren't money worth it. I highly, highly doubt that, considering that the massive backlash that's happened. And I also highly doubt that, because I've done a bit of research here, that three of the top five shows on HBO Max, Harley Quinn, Appeals to men and men and women equally. I find that that's the number one show on uh, on HBO Max right now. Uh,
1: and LGBT, uh, you, exactly. I, plus people
0: well. exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And we we also had um uh, second highest rated show was Pretty Little Lies original sin. That's purely for women. I'm sure some dudes are watching it too. I'm, I don't want to be sexist the other way around, but that's more geared towards women. That's the second highest show. The fourth highest show on that thing is a TV show called Rap Ish. It's actually, you know what, but it's a PG show. I'm not going to say it. And that's a a, a, yeah, yeah. a a person of colour show as well. And that's three of the top five. Yes. So to say that, you know, the data saying this, these shows aren't drawing, is clearly incorrect. <laughs> the top Three oh, of the top five shows on that platform right now feature all of it. So obviously there's some skullduggery there. I think the problem is... David Zaslov, the new CEO and president of Warner Brothers Discovery, he's a profit guy, a businessman, profit guy. He doesn't see numbers. He doesn't see creativity. He just sees cash. And he's making sweeping generalizations of the how to make cash. And I think he's going to find it very quickly. You can't run uh, a major studio like Warner Brothers the way you ran Discovery. So, And he's going to suffer for a big time in 12 months. Don't be surprised if he's kicked out in 12, 18 months.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's almost, I'm getting flashbacks to, gosh, the, I'm blanking on his name now, but the, the executive that was in charge of NBC during the whole Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien fiasco, it's, it's going to bug me. I can't think of his name, but yeah. I mean, I like, remember how vilified that guy was like when, when that executive like was, was just handling it. That was just one situation. That was one show uh, Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno, The Tonight Show is just one show, one network, and he became just public enemy number one. You know, Zaslav is is now in a position where he is alienating not just DC fans, you know, not just fans of Batgirl. He's alienating fans of all of these, all, you know, pre-established properties and, you know, some new ones that people were excited about. Like I saw, I have a note here about, uh, was this, J.J. Abrams had a show called De- Demimonde, Demimonde. Uh, and that's, that, been,
0: yeah, it, that's been scrapped.
1: Right, it completely scrapped. It's J.J. Abrams, first off, one of the most well established names in sci fi and cinema, period, and TV. Yeah. And it, it, from what I read, it was 200 million dollars already sank into the project. And again, you're just pulling the plug on that. There's again, there's got to be some some there's got to be some repercussions for this. So you know, I don't know if Zaslav's the fall guy. You know, they put him in charge of something, knowing that these unpopular decisions were going to be made, knowing that they could get him out in 12 months to get somebody else in there. But right now, if this guy is if this guy doesn't know he's a stooge uh he's about to figure it out really quick because this is uh i'm with you i I don't see him making it you know another 12 months in the position that he's in at the moment
0: exactly i mean it's just it's just so it's just so unbelievably mental i mean i I can't imagine any scenario where he stays longer than a year or so and then and and and, and especially if things get worse i mean if if they cancel harley quinn if they cancel so many of these shows it's going to be it's going to go, go mad. And, you know, and it brings us to another point. You know, the second part of this podcast, we cover comic books, but we also cover pro wrestling ladies and gents. What happens happens with all elite wrestling? What happens with AEW? Because they have a contract till 2023 with an option of one more year. And obviously they're going to be looking for an increase. Same as WWE. You know, do, does Warner Brothers Discovery give it to them? or if and i'm if i'm tony khan i'm already shopping around anyway because i'm sure somebody else is going to see the success he's had so far and think let's go
1: absolutely i it the the implications for all elite wrestling you know like you you mentioned the aol time warner deal and we all know what that meant for world championship wrestling at the time yeah. uh you know jamie kellner the guy who took over aol time warner post merger you know it, literally just up and decided yeah people don't like pro wrestling you know you know sure wcw's ratings were down at the time but you know well, they it, it had
0: at the time still
1: exactly yeah i mean it was it, but still it was it was original programming I, I can tell you from experience pro wrestling is is one of the uh cheapest things to produce uh you know for for most networks it's not a very expensive investment you know that's why you know if anybody wants to know why we're starting to see all these pro wrestling promotions get tv shows it's because it's cheap for these networks to produce and, a, you, get, and you get
0: 52 weeks of programming
1: yeah and easily fill 52 weeks in, in in a variety of time slots you know look wow is a perfect example you know we've got you know, we just announced that we've got a hundred percent you know market penetration for cbs and and other uh you know syndication markets here in in, in the united states and you know
0: was that? Congratulations for that, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's a big feat. But you know, one of the one of those things is like that's you know that is that was the you know, I, I just I don't think it's any secret. You know, like I said, pro wrestling has historically been cheap to produce for networks because of you know a a lot of promotions handle a lot of the production on you know on their own. B you know what's ne- what's necessary to produce these kind of shows isn't a big demand. You know, you need an arena, you need some cameras, you need a ring, and you need some wrestlers. I mean, it's it's. I hate to simplify it like that, but it really is not a big. You know, it's not a big commitment for any network. So, for going back to all elite wrestling, though, I don't see I don't see Warner Brothers and Discovery really looking at it too critically because, you know, in today's current television landscape. Sure, you know, they're axing shows like the 4,400 show got canceled. Charmed got canceled. They, you know, put the ax on the Demi Mondi show with J.J. Abrams and all that. You know, we've seen them make these decisions. But again, you know, I I said, how do you just write off $200 million for the J.J. Abrams show? That $200 million compared to what AEW costs them to produce every week is probably a very, it's a small fraction, you know, produced. Sorry, let me get my wording right here it's based on the $200 million that it costs to produce that Demi Mondi show. It is mm. probably a small fraction of that to produce AEW week after week, even with rampage and dynamite and dark and dark elevation and all the stuff that they're doing.
0: Exactly. And, 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 AW, and, uh, sorry, uh, one of discovery aren't paying for dark or, uh, uh or, or dark elevation. They're only paying for, exactly. um, D- dynamite, uh, rampage and battle of the belts. That's all they're paying for. Now all yep. the other all the other stuff AEW aren't. and I think of it is AEW is getting I think like forty three point five million a year from Warner Brothers Discovery which is a fraction of what WWE is getting and the ratings and network and everything aren't a fraction of that they're about yeah I'd I'd say two thirds of WWE's I'd say that's a fair estimate of a viewership. That's it, and, yeah. Yeah, so and so you think with WWE getting two billion a year, you know, uh, Tony Khan's kind of shortchanging himself, and he's probably thinking the exact same thing. And he has the numbers, he has the data to back this up. And if Warner Brothers Discovery you know, decides to cheap him, he could probably go to Disney, get a deal on the FX networks quite easily. I'm sure they'll happily pay for it.
1: I I I 100% agree. Tony Khan is uh, first and foremost a statistics guy. You know, I remember hearing years ago when he was running the Jaguars that that was one thing that he invested heavily in, were the statistics side of things to help you know put together a good team, good coaching staff, things of that nature. So absolutely, you're right. He, I guarantee you right now he's looking at the numbers, the statistics, lo- the logistics, literally everything he could possibly break down to see is it going to be worth you know his time to produce, you know, to keep, stay in bed with Warner Brothers and Discovery, because right now they're a hot mess. You know, does Tony Khan really want his name associated with it? Because we forget on the flip side, Tony Khan is already, is an established businessman in and of itself. You know, like we mentioned with the Jaguars, he's got the Fulham Soccer Club, you know, over in the UK. He's got, you know, All Elite Wrestling, among other countless investments that he and his father and his family, you know, have their hand in. Yeah, the other thing that the other the other fifty percent of what makes up Tony Khan besides his you know money, his business, and his statistics knowledge is his passion for professional wrestling and his passion for all elite wrestling. He's not going to gently go into that good night. Tony Khan's not just going to roll over and let Warner Brothers Discovery do whatever they want if he's not already shopping around, if he's not already looking at his options, I don't know what legally he can do right now. I don't know who he can legally talk to, but you got to know for a fact that Tony Khan is examining every single possibility uh, in the sense to preserve AEW's future. You know, hell, they're getting ready to release a video game. He's not going to, he's not just going to let something like this, that he's invested all this time and money and passion into, just let go away. No,
0: no. I mean... And, and to keep it going, he's going to need increase of TV rights fees. Cause you know, with WWE's going to get another big increase and you know, they, they, they're drawing a sugar rush right now with Vince gone and triple H in, but I, I truthfully don't think that's going to last. I think, no,
1: you know, I think the, it's prob- the
0: problems within WWE presentation wise and behind the scenes wise, aren't going to go away the minute Vince McMahon does, you know, a lot of it will. A lot of the problems will go, but not all of them, especially the big ones. So I think, you know, the sugar rush WWE is getting now with everybody excited and admittedly the few changes he's made already, that's not going to last. You know, the ratings are going to go down again. And even though they yep. will get an increase in rights fees, it might not be as big as they're thinking and other people are thinking. So, if, and, and, and if I'm Tony Khan, I'm saying I can do this, I can get you similar numbers, i'm not going to charge you as much i'm not going to charge you two billion a year but if you know i wouldn't mind 500 million not two billion a year sorry two billion over five years my mistake but um i'm not i mean i'm I'm not going to say uh i'm not going to say i'm not going to charge you um sorry i'm going to say i'm let me get my words right i am going to charge. (laughs) if i'm him I'm going to these places and I'm saying I can do this for you cheaper, but I am going to ask for five, 600 mil for five years. I'm not going to ask for two and a half billion like the other lot are, but I'm not going to cheap out as well. Cause like I said, he needs that money to invest in more talent. He needs that money to invest in uh, you know, he's uh, just, he's just, just the AEW product in general. So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It, like, you know, like you mentioned, like right now, Tony Khan, this is the perfect time for Tony Khan to kind of get his wits about him and get, and get his bearings because WWE is like you said, you you called it the sugar rush. It's, it's a hundred percent perfect, you know, way to describe it. You know, yeah, WWE is enjoying this, this transitionary period right now. Things are exciting. Things are new, but as you mentioned, this can't last forever. Triple H can't keep bringing in all these surprises. Eventually you will run out of surprises for the audience. You're going to have to rely on the established stars and the product and, you know that's that's where wwe has always stumbled and i I don't think that's going to change anytime soon it's always it's hard to produce 52 weeks of tv every year you know that's what all of us are finding out right now and while triple h has some experience in that there's going to be some growing pains that come with it and like you said after this initial shock wears off with people and this transitionary period cools off you know that's when tony khan hopefully by that point he's got his wits about him and perhaps he's found a new network, or he's worked things out with Warner Brothers Discovery. He's taken that time to work on the product. You know, We see him introducing new championships and trying to establish things like the All-Atlantic Championship, the Trios Championship, the TBS Championship. Hopefully by that point, when this sugar rush with WWE ends, Tony Khan has used this time wisely to get everything in order, and by the time the sugar rush ends, boom, that's when AEW can you know, enjoy this rejuvenation, this renaissance, whatever you want to call it. And Tony Khan is a smart enough guy where I guarantee you, he's not stupid. He's going to, he's aware of this. And I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to be able to come out of this better than anybody. If anybody can do it, it's, it's Tony Khan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, talking about, you know, him upgrading his product, upgrading all this, you know, uh, I have a bit of juicy bit of info for you here. Uh, I think this was reported- I a always love juicy other- info. I think this was reported a couple of other places, but I believe I heard it first. Um, uh, Tony Khan filed a trademark for something called All Elite Women. So, and, a, and the biggest criticism of AEW, and it's a fair one, is their women's division hasn't been up to snuff, and it looks like they're producing a TV show just for women. So it looks like he's going to have three TV shows that he's going to be shopping around. So so he's you know, obviously... He's obviously what he's thinking.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting though. Yeah, that it's it's you know we, uh, I, I'm not saying anything. I just think it's funny timing that you know w- you know we're getting ready to premiere, you know here uh, the weekend of September seventeenth here in the states on you know our syndication and everything, and uh, here we see AEW shopping around an all women's show. I'm very I'm very intrigued by that. Uh, what I would like to see AEW do with that though is I'd like to see them invest in more than just Britt Baker because yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's really the only star that they've been able to sol- solidify, you know, in this in this time in the in the entire, you know, what we're going on three years now of AEW. So in these you know these three years that we've seen them produce content and TV, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. We're you know we we've we've only seen really one true uh, women's star produce, and that's Britt Baker. So uh, I really again I think I think Tony Khan is is really making a, a huge stride to try to make the division mean more uh, i think jade cargill is coming a long way you know that tbs championship actually means a lot with the way she's been defending it and yeah. you've got people potential stars like ruby soho and chris statlander it's a solid division i would love to see more time devoted to it i would love to see you know more of a because uh, they did such a great job with that that tag team tournament you know mm-hmm. when they, they you know they brought in you know a good friend of mine shaw guerrero to do the announcing you had some fantastic tag teams uh, you know, we saw Diamante and Lise shine and win the tournament, it was, its they did such a good job. If they can produce more content like that with this new women's show, uh, you know, we, we you know, I, I know we would love the, we'd love to see more women featured prominently, you know, there's only so many roster spots on WWE, AEW and WOW, you know, there's no reason why we can't all share the wealth And produce some of the best women's wrestling period you know we can all have a piece of the pie we can all produce the best content we can all push each other to do better this is a a fantastic time for the fans if you love women's wrestling this is uh it looks like we're on the the verge of something pretty special right now
0: absolutely and i also forgot to mention ring of honor he's he's got a fourth show he's gonna (laughs) yes that's true he does he's still got ring
1: of honor out there
0: I actually, uh, you know, people forget, I actually really liked the Death of, Before the Sonner show. I actually made the point to buy the pay-per-view. It was the first ROH pay-per-view I bought in about two, three years. I really enjoyed it, so. It
1: yeah. was just terrific, I agree.
0: Yeah, so, in you know, that long story short, ladies and gents, listeners, uh, you know, WBD, uh, a mess. David Zasloff, six-ass idiot. Uh, D, <laughs> you know, uh, a shambles. <laughs> still and AEW even if they're not staying with Warner Brothers Discovery they'll go somewhere else and make a ton of money I'd I'd say that's where we're at at the minute
1: yeah I think that sums it up pretty well you know yeah I ultimately I think AEW will be will be fine uh and you know you mentioned the DC you know DC universe DCEU whatever we're calling it now uh I noticed that uh they like again here we are there's a there's a report and a study that comes out that says Oh, uh, you know, Marvel seeing some of its lowest box office returns right now with, you know, especially with Eternals, you know, that was one of the poorest performances in the box office for them. And, and people, you know, studies show that the interest is waning in, in the MCU, you know, but here DC is like, let's just keep going hard. Let's do what Marvel's doing. It's like, no. No, you can't see the writing on the wall that people are getting burnt out on Marvel in these superhero movies. You, yet you have these properties that you can do something with. And you've got these glimpses of great, greatness with the Batman and Joker and Joker 2, you know, the, the Folly yeah. Ado movie. Like we have so many good things on the horizon, so and, many bright spots, and yet they keep trying to be Marvel.
0: Yeah, and they cancel the stuff that is working. So it's Right. Just, yeah, and, you know, and and the biggest thing, Flash Aquaman half a billion dollars each in budget marketing probably more we've got the ezra miller problem and we've got the amber heard problem <laughs>
1: <laughs> right you've got two things that look like they were going to be bright spots on the horizon and here they are just presenting more problems for them I, I, and i honestly i don't know and, and they, they they're not bagging off of either situation they fully committed to the Ezra Miller Flash movie. Granted, I know there was, you know, there was a lot, you know, already done with that. But then again, there was already a lot done with Batgirl, and they still decided to axe that. Yet here we are. We still see Ezra Miller. You know, their film still gets, you know, the green light. And then, yeah, the Amber Heard situation. I, I don't know why nobody in their right mind thought to themselves, "Let's get away from this walking dumpster fire as quick as we can."
0: And this just just to make point, I'm not team Depp, I'm not team Amber, I'm team. They're both a bunch of idiots. So, that, are big, yeah, that that are, that they did horrible things to each other, and they both deserve everything they both get to them, and that's all I will say. So.
1: I, I agree. It's two out of touch celebrities fighting over billions of dollars. Meanwhile. You know we've still got way more economic problems at least, you know it not not just here in the states and you know I'm sure there's there's plenty of stuff going on where you're from in Australia there Mitchell yeah. you know it's like the whole world is suffering yet we we're captivated by these two idiots fighting over you know who,
0: who, who would be the, the worst
1: size <laughs> what's that I'm sorry
0: who abused each other worse who who, who hit the other worse who who said meanest right. things to each other worst I mean good grief. right
1: Who spent the most money trying to hurt the other person? Basically, exactly. It's it's pretty
0: pretty obvious that they're both just very toxic people, and they were toxic together. And just yeah. So well.
1: Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. Meanwhile, we've got one of the most uh, amazing human beings in Jason Momoa. uh, You know, just hoping that trying to do what he can just trying to do what he can to keep this whole thing you know the Aquaman movie you know is as true and, and as, as pure as he can but you know there's there's a lot there's a lot to overcome there she is uh she is she is a headache to say the least
0: she's a piece of work but so's de so that 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 is what it is okay ladies and gents we could probably talk about this thing a million times but you know we've got a time I know me. I could exactly we got to talk so thank you so much for tuning in guys like i said we're trying to produce more content here bit tricky with everything going on as steven said economic situation the world over is a bit tricky but you know what we're trying we will be back at some point soon thank you so much for listening uh you know what maybe next time around we could do A. Q&A. you guys send us questions and we'll answer them what do you what do you reckon steven you up for that
1: hey i'd love for i love some q a people got Qs, i might have a's
0: Yep, same here. Okay. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, guys. We need to take off our spandex and powder ourselves. Thank you very much for listening. I am Mitch Adams. That was Stephen Tickey. Thank you so much. Too sweet us. See you again real, real soon.